Hello, and welcome to the Viva Wellness Podcast. My name is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. Thank you for being here with us. Happy fall, Jarrell. Did you feel the nip in the air? I have not been outside today. (laughs) Okay. I got a flu shot yesterday, and I don't know that I'm leaving the house today. Okay. Totally real. There's an actual nip in the air today. I know we talked about the difference between like <laughs> you actually feel a nip. Yeah. But I'm saying, was it below 50 degrees at some point today? Yeah. Okay. Below 50 degrees, I'll give you a nip. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I feel like the nips happen. Yeah. The high yeah. today is like 61. That's not a nip. And it's no, the high today is 61. Right. But I'm saying when it's the high, that's not a nip. It's got to be below right. 50. I don't right. accept a nip above well, 50. And it's also very windy today. Yeah, but you know how I feel about the whole real feel situation. Like, that's that's silliness. So, but below fifty, if it was below fifty, I will concede that there was probably oh, a below nip. fifty. Yeah, like fifty wow. degrees so and above. Cold. Oh no no no! You got to get to under forty degrees before you're cold. Interesting. Yeah, like it's got to be like a temperature that would be unacceptable in the fall or spring. Because I feel like in the fall and spring, you can be 40s and 40s is okay. Like cold is below 40 degrees. Huh. Uncomfortable to be outside. Because I feel like once it's below 40, you got to dress like a, I was going to say a cross country skier. I don't know. For some reason that to, those to me are the coldest I mean, people. it's winter. <laughs> below right. 40 is winter. But like you have to, yeah, like regardless of what you're doing outside, like you need to be in it to win it in terms of what you're wearing. Right. Whereas 40 and above, I feel like it's much less effort or intentionality. Like would you don't you, have to prepare. Would you concede that that is cool? Yeah. 40 to 60? 40, no, 60 is not cool. What? <laughs> 40s and 50s, I'll consider, I will say it's cool. 60s not- is also, this is not running, Rachel. This is walking, Rachel. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not that different. It just, yeah. Like, my temperature gauge of, like, where the temperatures fall is not that different. It's just, like, at what temperature am I happy? Interesting. <laughs> because I will say 38 degrees is cold. Yeah. And, like, walking around the city, I'm probably not loving it. But, like, while I'm running, I'm totally fine. But it still, like, doesn't change what it is. Does that make sense? Yes. We did not intend for this to go down this road, but we did not I feel like, yeah. But it is that time to have these conference, these very yeah, important conversations. Like it's very informative. I'm glad I can be educating the masses so, on cold. Yeah. I'm and- actually really curious to, to hear what everyone thinks about this because actually the local meteorologists have been talking about this and it's just really interesting what people consider cool versus cold and all that good stuff. Oh yeah, people are cold wimps. I mean, that's the thing for sure. Like there are people who are like complaining, especially I don't understand the people who complain when it's seasonally seasonally appropriate weather where it's like 35 degrees in January and people are like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." No, yeah. it's what it is, right? right? Just like, you know, when it's 80 in July, come on. <laughs> it's July. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think this is nice weather for the fall is what I would. No, consider. I agree. Yeah. Nip just sounds so violent a little bit too. Oh, 
See, yeah. I don't think it sounds violent. I think it like, sounds it cute. feels like a little person is biting me. Like a like, like you a know chihuahua. the troll dolls that were popular when we were kids. The what? The troll dolls. You never had a troll doll? Uh, oh, I didn't hear you. Calm down. Okay. <laughs> I actually loved trolls. Okay, like those yeah. little people. Nipping. I feel like they're like nipping at you and biting like at your ankles. Yeah, like that just feels aggressive. Oh, see, I think of nip as like nip in the air as being very cute and just like, oh, yeah, it's like a little, a little chilly. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> this is not what we're talking about today. No, we're it's talking not the topic. About this conversation is over. Yeah. We are going to talk about intention versus impact, which feels like it keeps coming up in the news and in pop culture as a timely conversation. So I don't think when I put this on the calendar a few weeks ago, it was like a totally different issue that brought this conversation up than what's been circulating recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it still works. I don't even remember what the original thing was, but it still applies because I feel like this is something that people run into both as a society that like, you know, like I said, things in the news and in pop culture, but also in our personal lives, when we're talking to people in our lives that we interact with and, you know, potentially have disagreements with or misunderstandings with. So to be like very globally educational, because we're going to still be educating the masses, like on what temperatures are cold versus not, how would you define in, define impact versus how would you define intention? And I know this seems like very basic, but I feel like the first step is making sure like people understand literally what the difference is. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I say that impact is the outcome or consequence of said actions. And so these can be like, um, they could be physical, but most often they are emotional, psychological, i.e. hurting someone's feelings, uh, making them angry, etc. Or, you know, conversely, doing something that makes someone really happy. It's just like whatever that the, the result of said action or actions is, that's what impact is. That's fair. And intent is sort of like the the internal kind of compass by which that is informing your choice. So it's like whether sometimes it's conscious, not always conscious, um, what your motivation or ideal is and like how that's informing the action, choice, speech, whatever. It's internal. So basically like a big difference between the two is intent is internal to the person who's doing said action. Impact is the reaction or outcome, not only on that one person, but also all other beings in that environment that's exposed to that choice or action. Okay. That's how I think about it. Where do you think people make the biggest mistake. I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit Mm. where like, if you agree that this is something that is a problem and I feel like you do, because otherwise we wouldn't be talking about this in a podcast episode, Mm -hmm. where do you feel like people go wrong in the whole intention versus impact debate and how it relates to their interaction with other people? Like, where's the misstep? I think the misstep is, is that people assume 
because their intentions are good, that the impact thus is good. Um, and so they don't leave room for someone else's interpretation of the, of the action or choice. And so I think that's a lot of times when people get into arguments or disagreements is because, well, I didn't mean to do X or like leave you feeling X. Mm-hmm. My intention was for you to feel Y and the other person's like, okay, but I feel X. And so I don't like it. Um, I think people really get hung up on their own internal experience of their choice saying like, oh, I did this for a good reason or I thought this was fine. Therefore it must be fine. Um, And they're forgetting that in whatever situation that they're in, they're actually engaging with someone else who might have different ideas. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would say, I think a lot of it also comes down to people having difficulty with the idea of both of these things can be true. Yeah. That you could have intended to do something perfectly fine and someone else did not receive that impact of fine, but also both of you are right in the sense of that maybe what you did was fine, but just not to that person. And that both of those things matter, right? Like holding space for both versus saying like, well, I intended to do this thing and it was fine, but the impact was terrible. And so that actually means I'm actually a terrible person whose intentions were bad. Like, no, you intended to do something not problematic and your heart might've been in the right place, so to speak, but the impact is still negative. And like, you can hold both of those things in like opposite hands at the same time. as true. What to your point, are, are you then saying that for, that you think that for a lot of people, the, the difficult part in holding those disparate parts is because it makes them feel bad about themselves. I think that's part of it. Yeah. I think in general, people have a hard time with the nuance Mm -hmm. and the idea of that, you know, and I think in this case, the specific example would be like, you can be a good person who accidentally did a bad thing, Yeah, but you're still a good person. Yeah. Right. Like that kind of circular logic of like, you can be a good person who made a mistake and did something bad, but you're still a good person, but you still made a mistake and did something bad, but you're still a good person. Right. Like all of that kind of going in a circle of not really coming to a conclusion, a black and white solution to the problem, because it's not, it's a gray area. And I think that's something that is difficult for a lot of people to sit with that gray area of that. You can both be unhappy with, ashamed of, regretful of what you said because of its impact while also holding that, like, you're not a piece of crap for making a mistake. Yeah. And that's Uh, hard for, I think, a lot of people. Yeah. I'm glad that you said the black and white thing, because that's what came to my mind is that it's very clearly black and white thinking that either I'm a, either I'm a good person who did good things or either, or I'm a bad person who does bad things where the truth is actually, we are all, well, we're not all good people. Just going to put that out there. Some people are not so great. Um, But generally we are good people who sometimes do bad things. Mm -hmm. Right. And, or sometimes we make mistakes or sometimes we hurt people. I, I mean, this is very kind of like a little depressing and morbid, but nonetheless true. I often tell clients um, that you, I was like, just by being who you are, you're going to hurt someone else. 
And that is because you are different. You have different perspectives, you have different filter, you have different experiences. So the way you see things is not necessarily how someone else is gonna see things. And so you're going to hurt someone. Hopefully, most of the time, it's only accidentally. And you can repair and you can do whatever you need to do, but it happens. It can't not happen if you're being in connection with other people. It's impossible. And so I think it's like important for us all to kind of accept and absorb that idea and do our best to minimize the risk of that harm, um, to listen to people when they tell us about their experiences or reactions to things we've done Mm -hmm. and pivot when we can. Right. So an example that I always think of how this plays out in the real world in people's personal lives, like right, specific, like micro examples Mm -hmm. is when you get into an argument or a disagreement with somebody and you say something and later on that person says, Hey, it really hurt my feelings, what you said or what you did or what you didn't do. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting there like, Whoa, it's coming out of left field. Right. had no idea. And now this person is upset, right? Maybe they're even visually upset. Like they're angry, they're crying, whatever, in addition to telling you that you did something wrong. And I think that can, for a lot of people who care about other humans can be very jarring. And often our response is to be defensive and to say, you know, no, I didn't. And then even if it's a more watered down version where you're not necessarily saying no, I think we justify our actions a lot with like, well, but this is not what I meant, which I think has a place because I think it is important to come to a deeper understanding of like where the other person was coming from and why it was problematic for one person and why the other person didn't think it was problematic at all. Right. I think that helps further the relationship as a whole, but at the same time, I think it's also something in which it is important to understand that that also doesn't matter when you're talking about that actual situation and how the person feels like it matters to confirm that the person who hurt them is not actually intentionally trying to do so. And maybe that would be a different problem. Mm -hmm. It's still, it's still valid that the, uh, that the first person is hurt, if that makes sense. Right. Like I think of the explanation and the intention Mm -hmm. as more of a long-term conversation and the impact is more about like, okay, but there's a problem right now and we have to fix it. Right. It's this idea of if you keep getting migraine headaches in the moment, if you have to work or be a person, you're probably taking Mixedrin or something like that. Right. That's the impact. But then the intention piece is that globally, you should probably figure out why you keep getting migraine headaches. Right. So you're dealing with it in on an individual situational level, but you're also dealing with, with it on a larger level. And that's how I think you have the place for both. Yeah. And I think that oftentimes, and what I've seen this play out and it's played out in my personal life, I've seen it, you know, in, in my work with clients too, is just when you offer, when you're, when you are, for lack of a better term, confronted with someone else's experience, they say, oh, I didn't like what you did. If your immediate response is the defensive, I didn't mean to, and that's where it stops then what that really kind of communicates is and and does again impact is it dismisses and invalidates the other person's experience. Right. 
if you say like, oh, that's not, I didn't do that. Or like, I didn't mean to do that. And you stop there. What you're really telling the other person is like one, that their experience doesn't matter and that they're inaccurate. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, what a way to damage a relationship. So, (laughs) um, but in those, like in the fuller conversations, it, it is important to communicate. I do think say like, because I think it's good to, it's important to understand someone's goodwill, right? If, if they did something that they really thought was going to be helpful or good or wasn't bad, it is sometimes affirming to know that because sometimes we have these stories in our heads about, oh, that maybe this person actually secretly hates me or doesn't want to be around me or doesn't care about me, et cetera. And sometimes it's good to hear them say, no, actually, you know, I, I, I feel bad that you had this um, this response to something that I did, I want to let you know that that really wasn't my intention. My intention was to do X or I simply didn't think about it. I didn't think about that. And that's my bad. I should have thought about it. Um, whatever, whatever form that can take. But I think that like, yeah, that's a fuller conversation. Not the first thing that should probably fall out of your mouth when someone says, Hey, you hurt me. (laughs) Um, because then it's like, it's, it's like a psychological slap in the face of, no, I didn't, because I didn't mean to. What? <laughs> that's not real. That's not. There's no milk on the floor that's spilled because <laughs> I didn't mean to spill it. Right, right. That's kind of, that's what it feels like. And, it's, and I think this is actually an important point because it gets to this idea of like gaslighting that we're talking about culturally. And most, and this is why I like roll my eyes when people are having this conversation on the internet, because we all gaslight to some extent, but the idea, the gaslighting is like a repeated pattern of abuse, right? So we have to be very careful about how we're describing things because sometimes you're just in your own stuff and you don't realize that you're being defensive in that moment, right? right? And that's not you gaslighting the person. It's just like, you didn't realize and maybe you need a beat to like process or calm down and be like, oh yeah, I understand what I did hurt you. Um, So like, yeah, we need to chill out on that language because that is a very particular thing that people do to deny the reality of your experience. And that is most often the case, not what is happening with the people around you when you say that you've hurt, they've hurt you by something they did, hopefully. Right. 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 And I think the other important piece is this idea that what ends up being a barrier a lot is that let's say person a says like this thing you did bad hurt me mm-hmm. and person b is like that's not what i meant and even if they in theory can acknowledge like okay i hurt you you don't have to agree right i think this yeah. is like a really important component of it is that person b might never agree <laughs> with how person a got to this place of feeling hurt right it might not make any sense it might seem totally illogical and irrational and just absolute utter nonsense and yet <laughs> mm-hmm. you know something that i think is a common refrain in couples therapy or you know whether directly or indirectly alluding to this is do you want to be right or do you want to be together mm-hmm. maybe somebody is being absolutely irrational based on their own stuff that they carry around and their own triggers and it doesn't make logical sense and maybe they're not even self-aware enough or willing to share how they got from point a to point b but it doesn't matter they're still hurt and if you mm-hmm. care about the person 
you almost have to swallow that a little bit and say like, this doesn't make any sense to me, but I, here's what I can do to make sure that it doesn't happen again mm-hmm. or to do my best to make sure it doesn't happen again. And then I think a more productive conversation is not like, oh, you're crazy for feeling hurt, but rather where are my boundaries and what I'm willing to change or make allowances for to adjust my behavior. And that can be a back and forth because, right, just because someone says that you hurt them doesn't mean that you have to immediately change your behavior or way of interacting with them just because they said so, no questions asked. Like that can be a give and take of like, well, I'm willing to do this, but I think (laughs) this ask is too much. Right. right. But that's a more productive conversation. And maybe that's something that doesn't get resolved right away, but you're going to get a lot further than just continuously going back and back and forth with whether or not the person should be hurt in the first place. It doesn't matter. They are. So yeah. now what? Yeah. And yeah, I think uh, I also wanted to loop in sort of something that's like the broader social conversation we're having, because I've seen this, this idea of like intent versus impact versus like people should not be feeling the way that they're feeling with this whole Dave Chappelle special situation. Um, if, if you're not familiar, there's this conversation happening about some transphobic things Dave Chappelle said in his latest standup. And so there's this whole conversation about like, is it, it, within comedy, is everything fair game, yada, yada, yada. But it's also more importantly, this conversation where, you know, a lot of, I mean, a lot of people, specifically trans people have come forward and allies have come forward and said, like, actually, what you're saying here is a problem um, because this is the impact that your words have when you have this huge platform and you're saying that, like, you are a turf um, when you are dead naming people, when you are accusing or saying or suggesting that trans people are doing gender blackface, what you're actually doing is you're negatively impacting the community who is already at a very big risk. Um, 2021 has seen, I think, the most deaths, the most documented deaths of trans people. The highest percentage of those people are Black trans women. And And so to suggest that comedy doesn't have impact, um, I think is one, just frankly, very silly. And two, it's like you, I'm seeing this from, you know, comments from even people that I know personally online saying like, oh, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel that way. People shouldn't feel that way because it's just a joke. Like Mm -hmm. basically saying like, you don't get to have hurt feelings, um, which uh, sounds very much like, oh, you're just being too sensitive, (laughs) right? And so then you have, and so if you're, if that's coming out of the mouths of like cisgender people, this is very much like the gaslighting. This is a repeated pattern of, you don't get to feel that way. You're being too sensitive. This doesn't actually mean that much. You're taking this too seriously. Meanwhile, more trans people are being killed than, you know, we have documented history of uh, recently in this past year, in the past eight months, nine months, 10 months, whatever, whatever month we're in. Um, And like that, the impact is that, like we saw this with our last presidency is that words matter. Like the things that you say, the ideas that you espouse actually matter. They have very real consequences. Um, And so it's not up to you as a person who said the offensive thing 
or did the action to say, oh, you don't get to feel this way, person who's hurt. You, you shouldn't feel that way because that wasn't my intention. My intention was to make people think, maybe you just don't get how to think about this, or maybe you just don't get comedy, or that's irrelevant. And what you did, what you said actually hurt people and has an impact on their lives and their minds. And it's important to take responsibility for that, regardless of the intent. Yes. And I think too, to almost kind of connect it back to that idea of the micro situation where it's an interpersonal relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Is that you don't get to tell the trans community in this instance that you're not hurt, right? The conversation should (laughs) not be no, you are not hurt because I don't agree a slash. I think it's irrational, right? Like right. that's not the conversation to have Right. conversation to have. If you want to have a conversation and not just take it as Dave Chappelle is doing harm to the trans community, which he is, is you can then say kind of similarly to what I mentioned about the compromise or negotiation with how the problem gets resolved is then maybe you're saying He's harmful to the trans community, but I'm unwilling Mm -hmm. to stop supporting him. Mm -hmm. Right. And that is your choice to make. Right. Other people can have their opinions on whether or not that's a good choice. Right. But that's your choice to make. But that's a more honest and potentially productive and resolute conversation than no trans community. You're not hurt. Right. Right. Absolutely. And so I think that's kind of the connection of if you're in this debate with somebody or with the world between intention and impact, that's maybe the way to take the conversation as opposed to arguing with somebody whether or not you made a sexist comment or a racist comment or something that hurt their feelings or if a particular person or procedure or policy or practice or whatever is problematic it might be something where it's again, holding both things at the same time of maybe you want to say, I acknowledge that this is problematic because I'm believing your experience, but also I'm not going to take the action you may want me to. And then where do we go from there? Right? Mm -hmm. Like that might be a really unpleasant conversation depending on what people are saying, Mm -hmm. but it's a lot more honest and a lot more productive, both within society and your own relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think the point you said earlier about like, you don't necessarily have to agree that with someone else's assessment, right? but that doesn't mean that you get to say that it's not true right? or that they didn't experience it. Right. You can just say that you don't agree, not that it's not real, what they've experienced. Right. And I think an important distinction is that what you can agree versus disagree with is with the facts so to speak of the case right like you don't get to tell someone using the dave Chappelle example again if a person who's trans comes to you and says hey those words are really hurtful and problematic to my community like that you don't get to debate right you can then debate though what you should do about that right, right. the debate might be and therefore dave Chappelle should be banned Okay, now that's the debate, right? right? But you don't get to debate whether or not, or even agree with whether or not someone's hurt, right? That's not a, that's right. a fact. Like if right. I tell you, I feel angry, you don't get to say to me, no, you don't. Right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a silly thing to say. Right, 
Because how do you know, right? right? But you can say, if I say, I feel angry, and so therefore I'm going to go smash car windows, the debate could then be, please do not. Whether it's right or not windows. to smash car windows right. versus not whether or not you're angry. Right. Yeah, 100%. And maybe that's the important distinction if you're looking for kind of a clear way mm-hmm. to change or advance the conversations that you typically find yourself having around things like this is that the feelings are not up for debate. Like you can tell somebody they're not sad, but they're still sad. Mm-hmm. That's not changing anything. So it's not a productive conversation to debate someone's feelings. It's a more productive conversation, hopefully to debate what you want to do about that. Right. And what each person needs. Right. So hopefully that was helpful in the probably inevitable disagreements you're going to have with someone in your life in the near future. I feel like I can say that pretty confidently in that within like the next few weeks, mm-hmm. you'll probably have some type of disagreement with someone mm-hmm. Throw that out there. So also to normalize it, it's misunderstandings happen. Like Cheryl said, you're going to hurt somebody, but hopefully this was a more productive and maybe eye-opening way to deal with it. That betters your relationships in the future. Mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning in. New episodes every other Wednesday. If you like what you're hearing, and we hope you do, please leave a rating and review, share with a friend, subscribe, and we hope you will join us again next time. Bye.